If you're looking for proven ways to take your fundraising results to the next level, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Intentional Fundraiser Podcast, hosted by Tammy Zonker. Tammy has trained and led thousands of nonprofit organizations to collectively raise more than a half billion dollars and is also recognized as one of America's top 20 fundraising experts. This is the podcast where Tammy equips and empowers amazing fundraising pros like you to transform your fundraising so you can transform the world. And now, let's hear from Tammy. Today, I'm excited to talk with the amazing Laura Fredericks. She's the billion-dollar Ask Maker powerhouse, the CEO and founder of The Ask, an international consultant who trains and coaches individuals, businesses, and nonprofits on how to ask and get exactly what they want. As an attorney turned philanthropic advisor, this woman knows how to ask. She comes from a seasoned career in sectors best known for high-profile asks law and philanthropy, and she's the first to merge strategies from both professions into a mainstream practice that she calls The Ask. The Ask has placed Laura on national and international speaking circuits and has also led her to TV and radio appearances on CNN, Fox News, ABC News, Self, Yahoo Finance, Dow Jones, Bloomberg, Women's Health, The Wall Street Journal, and The New York Times. The list goes on and on. She was bestowed the Ralph E. Chamberlain Award for Extraordinary Leadership and Lifetime Service to the Profession of Fundraising. She's also been recognized by the New York Nonprofit Network's 50 Over 50 for excellence in media and philanthropy. And I'll tell you something else that really inspires me about Laura. Not only is Laura an accomplished attorney, philanthropy advisor, consultant, writer, and speaker, she lives a full-hearted, adventurous life. She recently became a member of the Catskill 3500 Club, having summited all 35 high peak mountains in the winter, no less. And if you follow Laura on Instagram, you'll see that she also hikes the Adirondacks and loves to kayak. Laura, welcome to the Thank show. Thank you. What you left out is we are very good friends and colleagues, and that means more than anything. Oh, I am so honored to call you a Likewise. friend. and truly have admired you for years and years. And so to know you and to spend time with you, it just fills my heart. And, and this is like the fifth time around. We could not schedule this for some reason. The universe did not want it until this day and it's during the holidays. So maybe it's the perfect time. It is definitely the perfect time. I want to talk about your latest book, which is amazing. It's titled Hard Asks Made Easy, How to Get Exactly What You Want. And who doesn't want to get exactly what they want? Tell us why you wrote this book, Laura. I like, As you know, I like to write. And the idea wasn't coming to me. And then, of course, we had the pandemic. And Tammy, people were calling me, no joke, Laura, how do I leave my husband? Laura, how do I tell my kids it's time to get out of the house? How do I tell my boss I'm not coming to work anymore? How do I tell my coworkers while we're working from home, you're not pulling your weight? I mean, it just kept coming and coming. And I said, you know what? My job is to make this easy. And so the title came to me like right away. And then I said, we're going to put these into categories. I'm going to fill this book with that absolutely every single thing I can think of that people shared their stories with me and put it all together. And that's why I wrote the book. Much different than all my other books on every level. First of all, terrifying fact, I'm on the cover. I have never been on the cover of my other six books. I have a brand new publisher and they said, Laura, the problem is when you write 
people say they can almost feel you sit next to them because they know you, they know your voice. But for those of you who don't know you, they don't know what you look like and they want to see you. And that took as much time to get the photo as writing the book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, it's a gorgeous photo and you're bright green. There's the money green. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) You talk about throughout the book, different people and their stories and what they want and how they can get it. But you start the book with a really powerful story, your story about being a young child, immobile and hospitalized with lots of questions. When can I go home? Will I be able to play again? Will I be able to walk again? Tell us more about your story and how that created the woman that you are, like just able to ask without hesitation and without fear and anxiety or seemingly so. So tell us about your kind of your origin story. Part of this is so different for me because I've never had a writing coach and my publisher, Advantage Forbes, said, why don't you consider having one? And of course, you know, there's that little part of you saying, well, I've written several other before. I think I know how to write. And I thought, Laura, that sounds so arrogant. Just, just go with it. And they found me the most miraculous, spectacular person. Her name is Bonnie Hearn Hill. She's a very accomplished author. She ghost writes on and on. And so she helped me do the whole book plan. And she said, you always write about everybody else, but you don't write about yourself. I'm like, well, I'm here to help people. She said, no, 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 no. This book has to be filled with stories about you. It has to begin with you. And I thought, okay, well, there's a story I've never, ever, 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 ever shared. And that was when I was three years old. I was in a very, very bad car accident. And I wound up in the hospital uh, in and out for about a year. And not only did they think I was going to lose my leg, they didn't think I was going to survive. And I was given last rites twice. And, you know, just being in the hospital during that experience, I really, you know, there's, I was three. And I said, you know what, we're going to get through this. And there is a reason why I am meant to live. And then I just started asking all these questions, you know, and then it dawned on me. My writing coach said one question to me, and Tammy, you're very accomplished. You know what this is like to be in this field and to distinguish yourself. And she said to me, Bonnie Hernhill said to me, you know, why haven't I heard about you? If you've written these books, you've been out there. And I said, because when I do what I do, when you do the same thing, people say, but Laura, we're not you. So they kind of put you up there and say, you've spent your life doing this. Maybe I can walk away and do this much. So the whole premise of the book is I'm not teaching you. I'm taking it out of you. You, We all knew at two, three, four, whatever age you asked relentlessly and you would not stop until you got an answer. So I'm not teaching you. I'm pulling it back out because we all start at the same base level. And that's how the book begins. And the book came out in June, 2023. And what I love the most is that the audience I have is 30 and younger. And I never thought it it would hit this. Friday, I'm going to be into high school because they want to hear about this. So I believe it's because I started the book where we all asked, we have to get back to that now and push away fear, hesitation on none because it's in you. I need to get it out of you. That is beautiful and so powerful. Wow. You know, it seems that the best fundraisers and certainly the best managers, leaders, are those that have remained curious. 
you're kind of getting us back to that yeah, state. Yeah, and as adults, it just gets in the way. Everything comes piling in, and your ability to ask gets pushed down. And somehow it's like a plant with a root. you got to get it up again. So that's yeah. part of what the book does. Oh, fantastic. In Hard Asked Made Easy, you talk about the formula for all of your asks. Talk our listeners through your formula. Remember, the title is Made Easy. And so, you know, yes. what gets in the way of asking? A couple things. But one of the major things is we over-ask the ask. Okay? We keep talking. You nod. That looks good. You look happy. That looks good. I keep talking. And the next thing you know, the poor person is so confused because you've just talked too much. So I said, let's do this very simply. At the moment of the ask, it should be two sentences and a question. We all know that you have to be quiet and let the person respond, but they won't do that and you won't allow them to do that unless you end in a question. So I'm not saying you walk in a room and you blurt out your two sentences question. What I am saying is when you get through your pleasantries and talking and then you refocus, say, Tammy, thank you so much for having me here. What I want to do is ask you one thing and it's two sentences and a question. It's very simple and it works. Yeah, we kind of get in our own way. So really, you've distinguished that beautifully. Something else you've distinguished beautifully is what you call the two <laughs> devils that get in the way of us My getting what devils. we want. Expectations and assumptions. So you expect people to do things without asking, and you assume they will know what you want without asking. And I just took a good hard look at all these years doing this, and you know, you do a lot of speaking too, and and the people would, I never forget, I was doing a session for real estate people out in Long Island. And this gentleman stands up and says, well, you know, my kids and his kids do play dates and I take them to my golf range and we go to concerts together. And I said, and uh, how is the sale of the house going? <laughs> oh, don't worry, quote, they'll just do the right thing. I said, no, my friend, they will not. You have to ask for the business. And, you know, that became part of it. Expectations and assumptions. It's awful. You know, it's funny when I talk about this, I see people, they kind of look to the side and light bulbs go on. They're like, oh gosh, I've done And I've done it all myself. I'm at, at total fault for this. So write about it and go on. I have worked with executive directors, CEOs, and they'll say, Tammy, I'm uncomfortable saying a dollar amount. You know, I'm just going to ask and I'll see what they do. And it's worked for me so far. And I'm sure you've seen that, you've heard that as you've worked with nonprofit fundraisers or nonprofit leaders. What do you say to them when they're just so attached to, no, no, I, I cannot say the right. number? Well, everybody likes direction and everybody likes structure. And I always say the premise is organization, structure, focus. If you don't give them a number, they will think that you're going to turn around and just ask someone else for a round number. That's number one. Number two is you haven't put the time and the energy and the thought into where you want this person to be at this moment of time. And that says, I'm not important and I won't do it. The third is, if it's really, really difficult, and it is sometimes, I say, try it this way. Say their name so you get their attention. Say, I have no idea if you can do $50,000, $10,000, $5, whatever it is. Add, subtract the zeros, doesn't matter. But what I do know is if you do, you will lead an example and others will follow you. Is this something you can do? Now, I did something very sneaky there. I did two sentences and a question. <laughs> Brilliant. 
You know, something else that you do in the book that you share is very brilliant. You distinguish the four asking types and you even include a short quiz to help the reader identify their own asking type. I think that's so important. I think that it's, of course, it's important to know the donor, the supporter, but it's really important to know yourself. It begins with you. So, you know, we begin the first chapter of the ask, you always had it in you. So we're going to get that out. That's part one. Part two is now that you know, we can get back to asking, what is your type? And, you know, Tammy, in all our years, you know, it really can get down to four, the negotiator, empathizer, presenter, and charmer. Those are my four. You have to know who you are, your style, so that you can use it to your advantage, make some refinements, know your challenges, and go forward. And it's a real eye-opener to some people because you're not strictly in one box. You're usually one with a leaning towards the other, which is good. I took my own quiz. I'm the negotiator, which did not surprise me. But, you know, you have to be careful. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's like, oh, a charmer. That sounds good. I want to be that. Well, they are, but they are so charismatic. They don't ask. And then they just move on. You know, the presenter, think about every politician, you know, they will talk about every single thing and then walk away, but they never ask. You know, the empathizer, we have a lot of them. They can't possibly think of asking someone for anything, help money, forgiveness, because how would I feel if someone did the same thing to me and they put themselves in their shoes way too much? You know, you and I've managed people like that. It's just, how could they yes. possibly do that? They've got three kids that their car just broke down. They, they might be moving and you're just so enveloped into their life that you haven't stepped back to give them the opportunity. So that's that. Yes. And the nego- you are not yes. your donor. And the negotiator is, is good, but you always have to watch your tone. And one of my mantras in the book is your tone is as important as your words. And sometimes you just get so forceful because you're so confident and you're so convincing, but your tone is too demanding. And so you have to step back and just soften it up a bit. So you see those are advantages, challenges, and some refinements so you can go forward. Yeah. You talk about some other mantras or truisms in the book. One of them is when I don't trust my instincts, I lose. And the other is honest wins the day. Oh, like to me, those are worth everything. Like I have them on (laughs) post-it notes inside my moleskin just because they really inspire me. Think about how many times hindsight you said I should have listened. I was just at a licensing international, had a holiday party. I just love them. And someone came up to me and said, thank you. Thank you. They said, what happened is they were going for a new job. And my advice is how they treat the process is how you'll be treated. And people just don't. It's also your instinct. You know, they think, okay, if I just get over these interviews, I can get to the job I want. But if you've gone through, and this woman literally had 17 people she needed to talk to before she got the job. And I said, now listen, does that mean when you get the job, you're going to have 17 meetings a day? I mean, how they treat the process is how you get, no one changes. They don't like change direction left and right. And so she said, you're right. And I didn't take the job because I thought I'd be meeting to death and I cannot stand meetings. Yeah. Imagine writing fundraising copy, the, the, right? Does, does it have to be read and approved by all these people? That's such a great it is, insight. But, but people, you know, they want the job. It's competitive out there. You want the salary. But, you know, even negotiating salaries, if they're not being at least cordial or explaining or, or if they're just one-sided, look, this is the job, this is the level, we don't give out that amount. I mean, 
the next time you want anything, a project to be shared on, on what response do you think you're going to get? Yeah. Laura, you have been on a very rigorous book tour the last few months. What are you hearing from your readers, your uh, raving fans? What are their biggest takeaways from hard asks? Maybe? One of my favorite is, and I, I told you this is as much as it appeals to us, it's the younger group. I was in Philadelphia at the Fittler Club. There wasn't hardly anybody over 30. I, I was shocked. And I said, you know, Tech, what are you all doing here? I mean, that's <laughs> like, what? And the large part is, you know, they've lost three years of communication skills and now they're back to work. And some of the things that shocked me is, is it okay if I talk to my boss? No joke. I mean, things that might be common to you and I. And if I do, what do I say to her? Or how do I ask her for things without her thinking I'm incompetent? I mean, the most basic things that you think people are over and will ask you more challenging things, the more basic things are coming back. I did an Instagram Live with this great Teens Want to Know. Fantastic group, right? I, I don't know. Someone picked me up and said, you got to get on this. And I'm like, okay, Nicole, who's 15, who was the top model in Fashion Week in New York. Okay, 15. She interviewed wow. me. And, you know, you're kind of preparing. You were very good. You gave me questions ahead of time. And I didn't know what they're going to ask me. You know, silly me, I'm going to think, you know, should I go out with so-and-so? And where do I apply to college? Oh, no, no, no. They're like, can I ask my parents to start a 529 plan and a car at the same time? I'm like, whoa, these kids have their act together. So what's shocked me in a pleasant way is that they realize how important this is without the fundraising box, without the job and salary box, without the whatever. But they see it as a tool they need and they want to learn it fast. Just give it to me yeah. fast. And I, and I applaud that. So that's what's really pleasantly surprised me, where normally you'd walk into a room that would skew a little bit older, more, you know, in the profession. Can I jump my job? Do I ask for a salary? How do I get the biggest client? You know, it's here and it's real. And it just, it, it feels great. It just feels great. It's extraordinary. You're right. I feel like hard asks made easy is a life skill. And it's so heartening to know that these young people are after it and see it already. Yeah. Well, they also see what their parents went through, what their siblings went through, what their cousins went through, what their grandparents go through. And, you know, I don't care what anyone says, and I will defend all those generations. They are very good listeners and observers, and they want to go down the path the right way. And I applaud them on every level. And if this helps them, it's the greatest gift to me. Absolutely. And as you said, not just in the workplace or the fundraising box or whatever box, but when you talk about the two devils, expectation and assumptions, as you were describing those, both in the book and earlier in this conversation, I thought about couples, right? Having expectations. Oh, it, the, the, the simplest thing is if I don't speak for an hour, you'll know I'm really upset because you haven't cleaned up the kitchen for the fifth time. I mean, as we all, we're all at fall for it. Or if I leave, you know, the bedroom a mess, you're going to know to go in, make the bed and straighten it up. No. <laughs> or if I don't yeah. food shop for a week, you're going to know that there's nothing here and you're going to just do it on your way home. No. <laughs> Yeah, a life skill for sure. Laura, you have been so incredibly generous today. I absolutely love the book. I recommend the book. Wherever you are in whatever phase of your career or preparing for a career, high school, college, wherever you are, this is a must read. Are there any other 
parting wisdoms or takeaways that you want our listeners to know from hard asks made easy? Just take a risk and step forward. You know, you, you have no idea what a toll it takes mentally and physically when you don't ask for something. You know, I learned that the hard way too. And depression starts in very seriously, and no joke here, you start second guessing yourself. And it has this ripple effect that will just damper your creativity, your positivity, your energy. So when you think about it that way, you can't afford the luxury not to ask. You just can't. And what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is I think your self-confidence tanks, but it reverberates in everything. It's not just what you wanted to ask for. You start second guessing, well, okay, they really can't do that. And you fill in the blank. And then it, it goes to another area of life. And it goes to, well, you know, maybe I don't have to go to the gym because I'm okay. And then people, it just reverberates in everywhere. So just take a slight risk and put yourself out there. I've tried to make it extraordinarily easy. And when you do this, it's just an opportunity. And what's the worst thing that can happen is that it takes a toll on your body. It just does. Yeah. Yeah. And the world needs our listeners and needs everyone to be on their A game, to be changing the world and developing themselves. The hardest ask is to ask for help. It is by far, hands down. And you go through the whole thing. I should know it. I'm going to look incompetent. I can put more time into and figure it out. Just give me one more hour. But I always say to people, how good do you feel when someone's asked you for help and you gave them advice? You became their mentor. You gave them two minutes of your time. You showed them like where to get onto the subway. I mean, you gave them the direction of, you know, how to drive their car. You feel great. So when you think about it, it's a gift when you ask for help because you're going to make someone really happy and empowered. So don't waste your time always trying to figure it out. Learn. Say, listen, I have no idea if you can help me, but there's this one thing that's really bugging me. Like you said earlier, I hike and I do. I love it in the winter. And I'm always trying to hone in on my navigation skill and and my hiking partners. I'm always like, can we stop? Look at the map, use the compass. I keep forgetting how to do this. Now, could I sat there and watched YouTube a thousand times and figured out how to do the... So, you know, it might feel awkward and it might feel like they're going to think less of me, but it's always the opposite. Beautiful. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and all the golden nuggets that Laura has shared, know that her book has even more insights, advice, and tools to help you get exactly what you want. Now, at the end of each episode, Laura, I like to ask a few rapid fire questions to give just a little more value to our listeners. Are you game? First question, what's the best fundraising advice you've ever received? Trust your instincts. Mm. What book do you recommend to our audience and why? And it's fine to be shameless in this opportunity. Oh, absolutely. I have no shame. I'm probably the biggest ego. You've got to read Hard Ass Made Easy. It's an easy read and I made it easy. You can read it in one sitting, and if it was larger, then it would be hard. But this made easy, so it was purposely that. And the other is I started rereading Start With Why, Simon Sinek. I do that because, you know, Tammy, we have clients, and you just have to get back to the basics, and that's that's the biggest basic is why are we doing this? Why are we here? What is our purpose? Where are we going? And how do we get there? Yeah. So it Start Love With it. Why. What are the three most important traits a successful fundraiser must possess? 
it mirrors my three rules of asking, be prepared, be personable, be present. And I always say, be present, listen with presence. We can listen and look distracted, but when we are just laser focused, watch what comes to you. Yes, I love that. There are certain people that in my world where when we are in a conversation, I feel so seen and heard because they are very present. And talk about a gift. You know, it, it can be a gift to others when you ask for help. It's certainly a gift to others when you are fully present with them. What's your favorite fundraising application or tool? I love PowerPoint because I've gotten creative with it. I just love colors. It's probably the inner artist in me. So I love PowerPoint and like, you know, no one can do anything in this world without Excel. <laughs> this is true. He's close. You can't. I mean, it's your roadmap for structure. So God bless Excel. I, you have a right brain, very active right brain and left brain. You've got the creative and the analytical. What's your favorite fundraising conference and why? You have to go to Association of Fundraising Professionals, ICON International Conference. I just go because it's a love fest. I check off who I have seen. I go around seeing who I haven't seen. You know, we've been in this field for so long that I just love everybody. It's family. It's family. Knowing what you know about fundraising, what advice would you give your younger self just getting started in a profession? It's what we talked about before, and it's why I wrote about it. I didn't ask for help enough. I always felt like I had to do everything on my own, prove that I can do it. On, on, on. Just do what you can do. I mean, obviously set out and do as much as you can. But if you hit a roadblock or if there's something that you just don't understand and it can make your life so much easier, just ask for help in the right way. And again, say, this is really important to me. You know, I, I'm kind of stuck here and I just need one more sentence to finish this out. Does anything pop into your head? You know, and just and then you're done and then it's a collective project. But I did not do that earlier and I wish yeah. I had. And in your answer, you gave two sentences and a question. <laughs> yes, I did. Practice what you preach, Amen. Practice what you Amen. preach. <laughs> Laura, you're extraordinary. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, my friend. It's always a pleasure to be with you and, and thank you for what you do and put out to the world to make it a better place and to empower people and, and inspire them. Thank you. If you want to learn more about Laura, her incredible work, or follow her on social media, we've included links to her handles in the show notes, as well as links to her latest book, Hard Asks Made Easy, How to Get Exactly What You Want, and other resources that we've talked about today. Thanks for joining this episode of the Intentional Fundraiser Podcast. Keep on transforming your fundraising so you can transform the world. The Intentional Fundraiser Podcast is a Fundraising Transformed original. It's hosted by me, Tammy Zonker, founder and president of Fundraising Transformed, where we help equip and empower fundraisers, nonprofit leaders, and board members to transform their fundraising so they can transform the world. Visit fundraisingtransformed.com slash podcast to subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to my newsletter to get fundraising lessons, tools, and helpful resources delivered straight to your inbox each month. If you want my help with taking your fundraising to the next level, become a member of my Fundraising Transformers community as a growth member and join me live each month where I'll teach you the same strategies I use to lead, train, and coach thousands of nonprofits, social service organizations, healthcare foundations, private schools, colleges, and universities to collectively raise more than a half billion dollars. 
including a single gift of $27.1 million. As a member, you can participate in my Ask Me Anything sessions every month and get answers to your burning questions. Chat with other growth members inside our private and safe online community about what you're working on, struggling with, and share lessons learned. And get instant access to my growing library of on-demand self-paced training classes. New content is added every single month. Learn more about becoming a member at fundraisingtransform.com slash growth. Talk soon.